Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Intimacy with God means knowing the will of God and expressing that will as a vessel. You know, he said in this world, teaching us, that will be done on earth as it's done in heaven when you say, Our Father, which art in heaven. So, the man that is intimate with God will express the will of God. And you can't express the will of God except you know the will of God. And the will of God can only be communicated to you because you are intimate with Him. God is not going to sell out to you just because you confess His name or you call His name. He said it's a word that you must not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. That means you should be productive when you call upon the name of God. Are you there with me? Praise God. So as a vessel in expressing the kingdom of God, we're dealing with the issue of you knowing the will of God and expressing the same on the face of the earth. Because the prayer is, thy will be done as it is done in heaven on the earth. Let it be done on earth. As they done in heaven. So I'm talking about people who can actually manifest the will of God on the face of the earth. These are the men that have intimacy with God. Hallelujah. Go with me to John chapter 5 verse 19. Let's take some scriptures. And I'll show you how there is so much benefit. There's so much, hallelujah. So much blessing attached to being intimate with God. John 5 19. They answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, this also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things. How many things? All things. That himself do it. And he will show him greater works than this. That he may marvel. Intimacy. Jesus was so intimate with the father. That there is nothing the father will do. That Jesus will not know. And there is nothing Jesus will want to do. That a father himself was not supposed to do. This is like a complete union between a husband and a wife, you will. But this is a father and son relationship. Knowing the mind of the father. Jesus was so intimate with God that there is nothing God would do that he will not know. And so if you come to that place of intimacy with the father, God expects you to know some things even before they happen. He expects you to know some things of that which he wants to do. That you'll be the one to express those things that he wants to do. Because the idea is for you to manifest his will on the face of the earth. As a son unto the father. It's not enough to be a son. You've got to be a son and to manifest the will of your father. Jesus was not going to do anything except what the father was going to do. By implication. If the father was on the earth, it's only what he would do that Jesus would do. Praise the living God. Let me show you something very serious now. You, you, because you're going to say, but that is Jesus. <laughs> 4 Samuel 20, looking at verse number 1. 
1 Samuel 20, looking at verse number 1. I need you to come to that place of personal relationship with God. Because, you see, Christianity is not about you going to church, like a brother was saying. You, you are not in church because you want to avoid hell. You are not in church because you want to get to heaven and get a mansion. That is not why you are in church. If you are told and thinking it's all because of what you can get from God, it is just because you want to avoid going to hell. That's why you are in church. You are not born again. <laughs> we are talking of you being a son to a father. Let's put it this way. You see, if you love your father, biological father, because he has an estate, that's the only reason you have to love your father. You are not a son. If you have to love your father or fear your father or respect your father because there's a big cane in the house to whip you all the time, you are not a son. So you are not in church because of the miracles. Primarily. He has told you before, seek ye for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added. So the miracles you are looking for, they are actually additions. They are not what you should look for. What you should look for, what you are here for, is your relationship with to the Father. Building personal relationship with God. That is why you should know God for yourself. You don't depend on people all the time prophesying over your head as to what God wants you to do. Praise the Lord. Hmm. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I had an experience last month. Here is somebody sending me a message on Messenger. And he's telling me, I read through the message, oh, the Lord wants to do this, one Lord wants to do that. Right now, God just sent me, send this to you. So I need you to sow seed into an orphanage home and uh, I'll pray for you. And then miracles will come. I just laughed. Then I asked the person, do you know who you're talking to? And I said, yes, well, the Lord just asked me, send me to you. The Lord just sent me to you. I know the guy very well. And I've come to realize that the orphanage is his orphanage in Kaduna. Kaduna State. I took the number. I sent 5,000. The next five minutes and I told him, well, I've just sent the money now to the orphanage. I said, oh, praise God. Now the Lord want me to pray with you. I, pre- I finished praying. The next thing he said, oh, the Lord still want me to do something. He want you to sow another seed. I just laughed. So what did he say for? He said, go and got olive oil and you know, give it to me. I said, I know you are far away in Lagos. I know you. You are in Lagos. How am I going to send you olive oil to pray for? Yo, just take the picture and send to me. And then I'll pray and then you just hold it and I just pray that the miracle is going to happen. And I tell him, brother, listen to me. You're talking to somebody that's very dangerous in this field. I know who you are. If this is the way you go on to trick people to make money, you're not deceiving yourself. I send the first seed because it's an orphanage home. And the Lord makes me to understand. I can minister to orphanage and old people's home. Widows and orphans. That's why I sent it. Not because of your prophecy over my head. Stop the deception. And that was the end of the conversation. You, you see, you, you have to know who you are. You have to have that personal relationship with God. You just send me something on Facebook, I mean on Messenger, I say, God send me to you. God send you to me. Praise God. But you see, everybody falls for those kind of schemes because they don't know the God they are serving. 
I don't have to be blessed because you are praying for olive oil on me. No. I am where I am today without anybody having prayed for olive oil for me to make this up. So why do you think it is now that I need your olive oil prayer for me to succeed in life? You're just joking. Praise God. If you don't know the God you're serving, every man and anybody can take it for a ride. I am saying it again. In a small church, we need miracles. We need all of those properties to come our way. Let it be understood primarily. Your coming to church is to build relationship with who? With your father. Praise God. First Samuel 20, verse number 1. The Bible says, And David fled from now out in Ramah and came and sat before Jonathan. What have I done? What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before thy father? That he seeketh my life. You know Saul was after David. And he said unto him, God forbid, who is talking at Jonathan, thou shalt not die. Behold, my father will do nothing, either great or small, but he will show it me. Why should my father hide this thing from me? It's not so. In other words, he was doubting what David said that Saul was after him. And he said, that is not possible. Because if my father wanted to kill you, he would tell me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you listening to me? If my father wants to kill you, David, he will tell me. So what you are saying is not true. He doubted. That's the kind of relationship. That's the kind of confidence. That's the kind of... Come on, is anybody understand what I'm talking about? My father would do nothing for us except if I reveal it to me. Jonathan talking. Have you come to that place? We have all manner of things going on today. People telling you God wants to destroy Nigeria. God wants to do this. Have you seen some of those things? Some of our voice messages. Oh, the church is this. The church is that. This is what God wants to do. God wants to kill. God wants to do this. I'm not sure it's the God I'm serving. I'm not sure. Praise the living God. Come on, is anybody following what I'm saying here? I need you to come to that place. To know the mind of God. To know the will of God. That you express His will on the earth. Intimacy with God. That's how we express the kingdom. So that when we speak, we know that that is God talking. I've shared this with you last Friday or so. When you talk, that is God talking. When you smile, that is God smiling. We are expressing His will on the face of the earth. Intimacy. How close are you to God? As low as dream is, you don't even dream good dreams. What I mean now is, God doesn't even communicate to you with dreams. You are too far away from God. No relationship with God. Praise the living God. <laughs> so, can you see this? My father will do nothing. So David, what you are telling me is not true. Because I know my father. Glory to God. And Jesus said, I will do nothing except what I see the father do. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, what I'm doing, just watch. God is going to show me greater things. So that the things you do are supposed to be the thing that God shows you to do. Because that has to do with will. That is what intimacy will do. 
will bring you into your walk with God. Your primary purpose of coming to church is to know your God. This is simply an educational center. It's a teaching center. That's where it's supposed to be. To know the mind of God so that you go out there and express His will to the rest of mankind. That's what church is all about. Amen? Praise the living God. I mean, does it challenge you? My father will do nothing that is Jonathan confessing. Jesus made the same confession. What is your confession? Have you come to that place as a man, this country? No, 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 I'm not sure. God can do that. God can do this. No, I'm not sure. This is what God wants to do. Have you come to that place? You know, the Bible says when you come to church, one prophesy, lay down my whole peace, right? What are the prophecies we're going to give? It's not just about prophecy, about how much money you're going to make. That is not all about prophecy. Can we come to fellowship one day and somebody blast up and begin to tell us what God has in mind for this country? You mean we're going to wait for somebody somewhere else to tell us what God needs to do? That shows you don't have any relationship with God. Praise the living God. Maybe I'm going to do a series on the issue of the gift of the Spirit. Because some of you are not walking in that dimension at all. Maybe you need to come to that. Hallelujah. Got to do a series on that. So that you come to that place. Listen, we we don't come to church and the whole thing is over the pastor's shoulder. No, no, no. From the congregation. That's why I say if one prophesy, let the other one hold on. Let two or three prophesy, let the other one judge. That means everybody can prophesy. Everybody can speak in tongues. Everybody can do that. So it's not just about a pastor. And God can use it to tell us what God needs to do in this country. God can use it to tell us the next stage of the fellowship. God can use it to say things to us. That's the kind of church I'm looking for. That's the kind of church I'm building. That you have your personal relationship with your God. Are you listening to me? So it's not about you coming to church on Sunday, go back home, and then next Sunday you come again to hear me talk. That is not what I'm here for. That is not why I'm called. No, no, no. I'm here to raise sons to the Father. That you may know who your God really is. And why you are in church. Praise the living God. So 4 Samuel 20, like we say, Jonathan said, no, David, you're lying. Why would that guy say that? Because he has so much trust and confidence in his father. And he has confessed my father can do nothing. A credit for ability to me. My father. Oh, come on. And Jesus said, when you pray, say what? Our father. What does that mean? My father is also what? Your father. Now if God can do nothing except reveal to Jesus, why can't we also come to that same place where we say God can do nothing except for reveal it to us? Oh, you say, David, this is way out. It's not that easy. I want to show you why it's not easy. Now you go with me to Genesis 18. And let's start reading from verse 18. Genesis 18 from verse number 18. Intimacy in expressing the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. For Genesis 18 verse 18. Seeing that 
No, no, no. You know what's going on? Hear it from the top. God wanted to go destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Is that okay? Right. And then he goes to verse 18 and this is what he said. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and a mighty nation. That's God confessing. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him. What a testimony. That he will command his children and his household after him and he shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which has spoken of him. Praise the living God. Look at the next verse. And the Lord said, Because the crowd of Sodom and Gomorrah is come, and because their sin is very grievous. Look at the next thing. I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come on me, and if not, I will know. Now you watch this. Two things I want to show you here. The first thing is, let me start from this last side. Why did God want to come down? Because there was a cry of the people about Sodom. By implication, if God is to judge this country, is directly connected to what we say about this country. The more you confess Nigeria is finished, Nigeria is dead, Nigeria is sinful, Nigeria is corrupt, the more you shout this, you send a petition to the throne of God for judgment. This is what happened to Sodom. Because the cry has come unto me. Men have said so much about Sodom. Let me go down and see. Are you done with me? The more you say negative things about your children, your family, your household, you're definitely going to find judgment come to that place because you have petition in heaven. Hallelujah. Are you still here? No matter what is going on, I have one strong conviction in me. This country we stay. This country we stay. I have that conviction. And that is my confession. No matter what. Praise God somebody. So they were confessing negatively concerning Sodom. God said, let me go down and see what they are really talking about. Was it mean that God was blind? No, no, no. The confession became a petition. So it's like they were troubling God. Why are you still waiting? Can't you see what is going on? God said, okay, let me come down and see. But the, the other part I read, verse 19, is a key point. God said, I know one man. Now remember, Abraham was not living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Is that okay? <laughs> but he said, I know this man. How that he would do to command his children in the word of the Lord and to do justice and judgment on the face of the earth. Therefore, I cannot go and destroy Sodom without first consulting him. Therefore, you see, begin, you begin to see what we're talking about. When Jesus said, God will do nothing except favorability to me. Yeah, it's Abraham saying the same thing. I mean, God saying the same thing to, about Abraham. I can't do this thing without fair revealing to who? To Abraham. Praise the living God. This is what, why the Bible referred to Abraham as a prophet in Genesis 20. And at the first place, you can see the word prophet in the Bible. Prophet in the Bible is not a man that sees visions for you. Prophet in the Bible in the true sense is a man that revealed the will and the mind of God. 
So when you become intimate with God, what's the next thing that happened? You begin to know His will and to reveal His will. Now think about that. Even when God said, I want to destroy Sodom, Abraham never allowed that to happen. He went to intersection. If you have 50, I will leave it. If you have 30, I will leave it. If you have 20, I will leave it. If you have 10, the only reason God had to destroy Sodom was because there were no 10 righteous people. In this country, we are more than 10, I'm sure. Hallelujah. Is anybody getting that? So we can talk to God. God, how can you destroy this country? We are more than 50. We are more than 60. I don't know when my car and I was playing this thing. I'm, was it you I mentioned to? Right? Remember that message that came? I said, if God really wants to destroy this country, I will question God because of Sodom and Gomorrah. If you can preserve, if you wanted to preserve that nation, that city, because of 10 people, how many are we in this country? Are you there with me? So all those messages doesn't move me because they are not actually the mind of God. They don't align with scriptures. They don't align with the intent of God. Praise God, somebody. So Abraham knew the mind of God and he was called a prophet of God. Because God will do nothing except for to his prophet, according to the book of Amos. Can you see that now? Are you against prophet? No, 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 no. Not at all. But remember, there's a big difference between a prophet and prophecy. Or the use of the word of wisdom, or the word of knowledge. Big difference. Amen? And in the last two months, to my last month, somebody came here, we were doing counseling, and he said, I know you're a prophet. I said, is that so? I said, yes. I said, what happened? Why do you say that? He said, I remember the first day I came to this church with my wife. You don't know her. And you call her up. He said, which Rebecca in this place? And then we're sitting on the other side. And she came out. And both of us came to see you. And everything you told us was what happened during our marriage ceremony. There is nothing you mentioned that didn't come to pass. So I know you're a prophet. Praise God. I just simply declare the word of knowledge. It can flow through anybody. It's simply the word of wisdom. Is anybody understand what I'm saying there? It doesn't make you mystical that you'll be able to tell somebody and it didn't come to pass. That doesn't make you anything special. It is simply the word of knowledge or the word of prophecy. Whatever it is. And some of you in this place, you've heard me say one or two things to you. I am saying you can operate in the same way. It's simply God's mind, God's intent. Praise God. One of them that was getting married the last time, one pastor and the wife, they came here. And they nailed down and, and we prayed for them after discussion. And as I was praying, I saw this huge man with his staff from this court, the Boni Society, was standing with the regalia in between them. I stopped the prayer and I said, Whose father is an Oboni man here? The boy says, my uncle. My father is slave, but my father now is my uncle, and he's an Oboni man. And the woman starts shivering, and I said, no, you don't need to shiver. There is nothing that's going to happen. God just revealed that for a purpose. The only thing you have to be careful in your relationship with this man, because this is who he is. And that's all. I mean, there's nothing big about that. If you really walk with intimacy with God, he will reveal this to you, 
normally and naturally. He doesn't, there's nothing mystical about it. There's nothing serious about it. There is nothing so supernatural about it. It's a normal lifestyle. Praise the Lord. I remember when I was asked to preach and walk in the supernatural. Supernatural is not just anything that you have to struggle to come into. To walk in the supernatural is just your intimacy with God. It's supposed to be a normal lifestyle. Healing should not have been a healing crusade in the true sense. It should happen just normally, just naturally. Hallelujah. That's why we must move into the dimension of re-intimacy with the Father. Tomorrow I'm going to be sharing something on the shadow of Peter. I just finished sharing on the shadow of God. Psalm 91. He that dwells in sacred place of the Messiah shall abound at the shadow of the Almighty. Does God have shadow? God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. So where do you find the shadow of God? In between the two cherubims. The shadow of God is the glory of God. On the most holy place, that's where you find the glory of God. God spoke to Moses and said, Build me the tabernacle that I will come in and commune with you from on top of the ark. That's where God dwells. Like you find in Second Kings as well. Praise the Lord. So when you come to the blade of the shadow of Peter, then you begin to see that. The Bible says, all sick people were played by the roadside and Peter was walking and his shadow was healing them. So we think it has to do with this kind of a thing. You know, the light is coming from here, my shadow is cast down right here, isn't it? Okay, now, if that is the case, that means when the sun is up, Peter's shadow can no longer heal. Because the shadow does not go anywhere, it's going to be under his feet. I tell you, it's not talking of natural shadow. What about the shadow of Peter? The glory of God that was in Peter. So you walk with God to the place of intimacy that the glory of God in you heals people without you shouting about it. Intimacy with God. Praise God. I remember in those days where we used to have conferences in the Lori. We see the ministers when the time for prayer, they would just be walking around the hall. And then, where you only defeat, you go and touch. You just touch them. Simple principle. Because the Bible says, the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of Jesus' garment and she was healed. And that was all. And you see people really getting healed. Just walking around, they will just be touching them, touching them, touching them, touching the ministers as they go. The man will pray for all of them at the Lord Queen Elizabeth or whatever school. Touching them. And that's the simple truth. The shadow of Peter was his glory. Nothing to do with physical shadow. Because in God there is no darkness. In the book of Acts, he prayed for the, the lame man at the gate and he said, In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. But when he prayed for Dorcas, what did he say? He never said anything about the name of Jesus. Why do you think he used the name of Jesus of Nazareth in the first place? Because the Jews would not believe that Jesus is the Messiah. So he was telling them, you know what I'm trying to do now? You know what happened? That man you rejected from Nazareth, it is his name in his nature. Name means a nature. It is a character in me that I've made this happen. But when he came to Doka, I just said, Docus, stand up. Same way that Jesus prayed for Lazarus. Lazarus, comfort. 
Supernatural is supposed to be a daily occurrences in our lives, in our work, because of our relationship with who? With God. It's not something you box in to get. I'm against fasting now, but you don't fast to get power. <laughs> you only fast to be relationship. Because your flesh is subdued. You're communing with God. It's not where you get power. I remember one guy in Ethiopia in those days in the 70s. Because of the teaching of Franklin Hall. Some of you have not heard about him. But he was an author on fasting and prayer. Powerful man, man. And this guy read one of his books, Atomic Power with God through fasting and prayer. And he felt he had to fast to get power like Jesus. So he went 40 days and 40 nights. By the time he finished, no power showed up. The man left faith. See all of this in his tricks. That's how he backslided from faith because he couldn't get the power he was looking for. He don't fast to get power. You walk in intimacy and relationship to get power. Praise God, somebody. Is anybody following what I'm saying here? He just build relationship with God. His power flows through you. Know that he resides within you. He's resident in your life. Hallelujah. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they will keep the word of the Lord to the justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. God had to come down and say, I can't do this thing without first telling it to Abraham. When will God come down because of you? When will God come down? This is intimacy. This is fellowship. This is relationship. Okay, come with me to James chapter 2, verse 23. Oh, glory to God. James 2, verse 23. Hallelujah. And the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him for what? For righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. Oh glory. What was Abraham? The friend of God. That's the point. Who is a friend? Hmm. The highest character ever given to a man was to call him a friend of God. Among our friends, everything is common by implication. A true friend shares things in common. Is anybody following what I'm saying here? In fact, there's a common saying, only your friend knows your secrets. Have you heard that before? Friends share things in common. Friends are like twins. So for the scripture to call Abraham the friend of God, that means they have intimacy. They were Having intimacy, close one for that matter. So this is not just about Jesus now. Praise the Lord. So here we find that God took Abraham into that kind of intimate communion with himself. And poured out upon him the choices of his blessings. Because of the communion, the relationship, the blessings that God has in mind was poured upon Abraham. You can give your friend anything without thinking twice about it. So intimacy will bring you to the place of blessing. The thing you're looking for, they will naturally come your way once you become intimate with God. Are we together? Hallelujah. Everything, whatever blessings that God wanted, he poured it upon Abraham. And he said, this man is intimate with me. Oh, come on now. 
It's like he was not having a, a kind of intercourse with Abraham and said, no, out of this man I'm going to build a new nation. His will to bless creation now was going to come through Abraham as it were. I make you see that. And that's why Abraham to possess all things. There's nothing Abraham never had. Abraham was his friend. Never to be destitute. Because God was his friend. What have I said? If God is your friend, then you can be poor. If God is your friend, you go to the bridge. Why? Because your friend is rich. And any friend that is rich and I have a friend, we also lift up the other man. Hallelujah. I know when we were young, I took my brother. There's two friends. They beat an upstairs together. They did business together. And that building was called Francis and, and what's the other? Is it Francis and, and, and Frank or Francis and Paul? No, they had a building together. Their name went together. Friends from the same community. They built two upstairs and they labeled it. I think Francis and Paul upstairs. You can't be poor if your friend is rich. Unless it's not a good friend. And so God called Abraham his friend. Therefore Abraham was bound to be rich because God is rich. Come on. Are you following what I'm saying now? The blessings of his friend who is God was pouring upon his life. So he became a rich man. So your intimacy with God will bring resources to your hand. Hallelujah. And some of these things you do through prayers. The more you pray, the more you learn how to pray, the more you get intimate with God. The more God begins to communicate to you, the more God begins to speak to you. The more you are intimate with Him, the more His mind is made known to you. Praise the Lord. He will direct you in your business. He will direct you in your family affairs. He will direct you because he is friend. You understand that? Expressing the kingdom through what? Intimacy. This is so critical that we understand what I'm talking about. He will deliver you from places that you're not supposed to be with outstretched arms. You know Abraham, father and grandfather they were all idol worshippers. But because he built a relationship with him, he brought him out of idol worship. God can literally pick you out of situations that ordinarily you were not supposed to be able to come out from. Whether they be demons in your father's house, by relationship with him, by that communion, by that intimacy, he can pluck you out and bless you in the presence of your enemies. Hallelujah. Are you following me? By reason of this intimacy, Abraham became a conduit by which God could express his kingdom on the face of the earth. Oh, come on, I like this. You becoming a vessel of expression. Expressing the mind of God, expressing the thoughts of God. Let me show you some scriptures here. Galatians 3 verse 16. Because of the intimacy that he had with God. Galatians 3 verse 16. Hallelujah. Now to Abraham and his seed where the promises made. He said not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, unto thy seed, which is what? Christ. So what happened? By reason of that intimacy, he better Christ to the Abraham. You see, the life of God flows through you. 
Once you begin to have relationship with him. Are you, are you following what I'm talking about? You begin to have relationship with him. His life begins to flow through you. His mind begins to flow through you. Think about that. There's a guy that is all over me in South Africa. Two, thousand, two years ago when I went there to preach in a place called Pal. He was there in the meeting. I didn't know. Last two weeks, he got across to me and said, Pastor, you were preaching in Pal and I was in the meeting, but you see, I've left faith in a way. I'm back to my old life. But I see many sort of people. I see tell them about Jesus, but I'm back to my old life. Take drugs, all of those things. So what I'm, I'm, then I said, what do you do now? So I'm keeping a job all the same. I have a family. So but I'm back to my old life. And I said, by the time you finish speaking with me, you are back to your new life. And that was it. Back to his new life. We just finished discussing and that was the end of it. Last week the wife called me and said, my husband is down. I said, what's the matter? So he can control himself. He's lost his mind. In fact, and the guy spoke to me on the phone. He said, I feel like giving up. I said, you're not giving up. You're going to be strong. By the time we are finished speaking, you are going to be back to who you used to be right now. And that was it. Two days ago, he sent me a message. He said, I thank God for your life. I am back. I am fine. I'm preaching to people. Everything that was going around my head, the thought of death and suicide, it's all disappeared. Pray for my wife. She's about to deliver. We need her to bring forth. I said, she's bringing forth. You just express God's life. You don't struggle for it. Merely saying things becomes to happen. And he said, I love you so much. I said, you love Jesus so much. Praise the living God. He is fine, healthy, well. Everything that was going around his mind. Thought of suicide. Lack of control. Every of those things, they are gone. The thought of drugs, everything is gone. It's completely normal right now. Keeping his job. Merely speaking. When you come to the place of intimacy with God. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? Life flows through you. And that's what happened to Abraham. Because of the intimacy. God said you are qualified for the vessel to bear my seed. Look at that. I'm going to bless the nation through thy seed. Not many seed. Through thy seed. Which is Christ. Glory to God. And I've explained to you. Are you surprised that Sarah could not sleep with Abimelech? I explained that to you. Remember that? God spoke to Abimelech. Listen, I will tell you from sinning against me so that you don't sleep with Sarah. And I tried to explain to you. Why would you think Abimelech could not sleep with Sarah? Because the womb of Sarah has to be preserved because it's a type of Mary. Just like the womb of Mary has to be preserved to be able to bring forth Jesus. So the womb of Sarah has to be kept clean for only Abraham just like the womb of Mary has to be kept clean as a virgin for, for God to bear the Christ. Any womb that is betting Christ is a virgin. Do you understand what I'm saying? God avoided the corruption in the womb of Sarah. So Isaac was a type of Jesus. That is why glory to God. In Genesis 22 God will speak to Abraham and say Go take thy son, thy only son. He didn't say choose out of the two. That means God did not recognize Ishmael as the son of Abraham. And you remember, I explained that to you. 
The person I gave birth to Abraham was, I mean to Ishmael was who? Abraham. But the one I gave birth to Isaac was who? Abraham. You have to understand that. Two different personalities he gave birth to two different people. So when he said, go choose that only son. Take that only son and offer him to me. It's the same thing because God was going to offer his only son, Jesus Christ. Did you see the connection? Praise the living God. But what am I trying to make you understand? Your intimacy will cause you to bear the Christ. The mind of God, the seed of God will be deposited in your life. There will be a revelation of his mind. Why? Because you are intimacy and relationship with you, with God. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 26. <laughs> I like this. Verse 26. For you are all the children of God by faith in who? In Jesus Christ. But how did it come through? Through Abraham. You get the connection? Why? Because Abraham was who? The friend of God. When you become a friend of God, having a personal relationship, that intimacy between you and God, the seed of life will flow through you. Signs and wonders and miracles will naturally just go through you. I mean, Christ will manifest his life. He will just reveal himself through you because of your relationship with him. All of these struggles we are into because we don't have a personal relationship with God. But I'm calling you back so that you come to the place of really having God as who? Your Father! Praise God. Look at verse 29. Verse 29 says, Galatians 3, 29. And if you be Christ, that's if you belong to Christ, then are you Abraham's seed? Praise God. And as according to what? The promise. Now he didn't say Abraham's seeds. There is something you need to check there. First of all, he said, well, through thee, through thy seed, will I bring forth. Through thy seed, will all nations of the earth be blessed. And the Bible says, if you are in Abraham, then you are Abraham's seed. Singular. What is that supposed to mean? I mean, through you, the nations of the earth shall be what? Shall be blessed. Oh, somebody didn't get that. Hallelujah. The seed is always a blessing. And it's only the seed of God. It's the Christ of God. If you belong to Christ, through you shall the glories of Christ, the life of Christ, be manifested to the rest of creation. That's what intimacy will cause you to be. That's what your relationship will bring you into. Oh, come on. You need to be hungry for what I'm talking about. You need to, you need to, be, you need to be hungry. You need to pan for what I'm talking about. If you can get the revelation of what I'm sharing with you. Your intimacy with God, we call the life of God. To be better than you. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Don't forget what he said. Through thy seed, not seed, shall the nations of the earth be blessed. Now, if you are Abraham's seed, one seed again. If you are in Christ, then you are what? Abraham's seed. Meaning through you, the life of Christ will begin to pause it out. There's a flow of the life of Christ in your life. If you truly come to have that personal relationship with the Father... That he becomes your God. Not just your God, but now your father. And every father will give birth to a son. They must have the same DNA, the same identity, the same character, the same surname. Mm, hallelujah. Are you following me? So now, take final scripture here. Romans 4.13. Romans 4.13. Is anybody following what I'm saying here? I just need you to grow up. <laughs> I need to come to that personal relationship with God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You know, sometimes this thing challenges me. You see, we, we want to do deliverance sometimes for people. 
I, I used to watch some on, on videos that he sent to me sometimes. You see people fighting and struggling and all of those things. And they were fighting the back and wrestling taking place like uh, WWE. You know, you understand what I mean? But here is Jesus walking to the cemetery. And the demon possessed there just slow him. And then he bowed down and they said, Have you come to destroy us when it is not yet time? What did Jesus say? He said nothing. His presence alone was enough to drive out demons. Come on, is anybody following what I'm talking about? We need to grow. We need to move up higher from the outer court. We need to move to the holy place, from the holy place to the most holy place to reveal the shadow of the glory of God. Jesus never said anything. The demon bowed. Have you come to destroy what is not yet time? Hmm? And then the next thing, the demons cried out, Permit us to be into the hand of the swine. And the Bible says when the people came, it was in his right mind. Was sitting down at the feet of Jesus. Relax. Now somebody didn't to tie again. Why was he living in the cemetery? He was inhabiting the spirit of the dead. They become their tombs unto them. They were using him. They were all more of the demon. That's why his home was in the cemetery because all manner of spirits in the cemetery were not inhabiting him. Somebody say, How could you say that? Wow, what did the Bible say? You are my temple. How did God inhabit you? By his spirit. Am I correct? So the person's house, who you are, depends on where you stay. Mm. You become a seed of Abraham if you are in Christ. Why? Intimacy. Romans 4 verse 13. For the promise that it should be the heir of the world. Hallelujah. The heir of the world. What do you mean heir of the world? That means they're going to possess everything. Was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through what? The righteousness of faith. Abraham was what? The heir of the world. The whole world belongs to Abraham. Through his seed, which is Christ. And so Genesis 17 verse 4, that's where the promise was made. Genesis 17 verse 4. As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. Praise God. And thou shalt be a father of what? Many nations. Glory. You shall be a father of many nations. Why? Because you are in covenant relationship with me. Hallelujah. Because you are my friend. And as long as the earth and the fullness thereof belongs to me, I'm going to share this with you as a friend. For your friend must possess what you possess. Your friend can't be lower than you. Otherwise, you're not going to be friends. Hallelujah. You can't be friends with somebody. It's up there, you are down there. No, no, no. That is no friendship. One is cheating on the other one. True relationship, true covenant relationship means both of you are coming to be of equal level. You see people who are truly friends to somebody else, they want to make sure that those their friend comes up with them as well. Am I correct, somebody? So God owns everything. And since Abraham was his friend, there was nothing he was going to reserve from Abraham. He said, Abraham, listen to me. I own the whole world, but because you are my friend, you are not going to be heir. Glory to God. Possessing everything. And so the Bible says Abraham was stinkingly rich. And not only that, through him, the whole nations of the earth be what? Be blessed. By reason of who? Of the seed that was in Abraham, which is Christ. Is anybody understanding me? Your intimacy with God is so vital. 
Your relationship with God is so important. You come into this through prayer. You come into it through meditation on His Word. To come into it through studying His Word, discussing His Word. There be a flow of His life. There be manifesting of His life. Over the weekend, I was in a funeral service. It may surprise you how God ministered to me in an Anglican church. When the priest was reading the scriptures, I was not there. My wife was looking, she wasn't, she thought I was with her, I was not with her. Instead, I was taking notes. Things were just crossing my mind. God was just downloading from the thing that the priest was talking about. Once you have that intimacy, scriptures will jump out. If somebody just call a word, it will jump out to you. It will start taking you to other areas, dimensions that ordinarily the person is not talking about. That's what intimacy will do for you. In an African church, I was overwhelmed. I went into rooms and yesterday I had to ask, hey, where is the broker? Because my notes are behind it. Men are reading, I'm writing. Intimacy with God. When you come to that place, is anybody understanding me? A scripture like this comes up and things will begin to manifest. Things will begin to come out. Life will begin to possess from the things you are reading. Dead letters will come alive. Why? Because you have intimacy with God. I need you to come to that place. As you study the scripture, as you pray, as you meditate, as you think of God, as you think of God's good thing, as you think of his mind, as you come to that place of knowing of a truth, I am in God, God is in me, I am his temple, he wants to live his life through me, he wants to manifest his glory through me, I am a carrier of God, I am his vessel anywhere, anytime. Once you come to that realization, people of God, things will begin to happen because you have an internal relationship, that personal communion, that intimacy with the Father. In your home, it will be manifested. In the marketplace, it will be manifested. On the street, it will be manifested. Anywhere you find yourself. Praise God, somebody. I was sharing my wife, somebody that I knew, pastor now, many sons of God. We were playing this message. I talked about that in those days. And there was a madman walking the street. And he got to the man's window. He stands still, just stood there. And the man saw him from the window. And he came out from the window, took his jacket, walked straight to the man, just put his jacket around the man. And that was the end of madness. Glory manifested. We are not talking about praying, kneeling down to pray, fasting. No, no, no. Madness ended right there. Are you still there with me? Last year, I told you the experience we had here, or the other year. When a madman came here suddenly, I was in the office. And they called me and said, there's a madman on the altar. Now I was walking down. I saw two men, another woman, no, three men with another woman. They were standing there. And the one was here, four their hands sitting down here. And I came down and said, what are you looking for? They said, she's my wife. We came from, uh, is it Umaya somewhere? We came to town about a week now. But she just took into madness. And she ran out of the house. We'll be tracing and somebody told her that they saw her walk through this place and came to this church. I was alone in the house here. So I came down. And I looked up there. I came up here and I looked at her. Her face was high, red, eyes, oh, something else. Then I just called her name. And she looked at me and they started moving. I said, don't go away. Just stay here. She stood up. She wanted to run. I said, kneel down there. I said, she knelt down. Then I asked somebody, give me a bottle of water. They brought water. I just sprayed on it. I said, drink it. She took the water. And then the man was saying, how are we going to do? I said, she's going home with you. And the man said, 
No, let's, let's tie him. I mean, tie her. I said, you don't need to tie her. She's going home with you. And the man stood up. I said, let's go. And the man was saying, where is, where is your shoe? See, my shoe is by the gate. We got there. The sea pass was by the gate there. That's how they went back home. No more. Everything gone. We didn't go into fasting and prayer. The glory can manifest anytime, anywhere. Praise God, somebody. Are you listening to me? This is your intimacy with God. Your relationship with God. Now this is not peculiar to a pastor. It can happen through you. Because you have the seed. Wake up church. Stop being religious. Get into the framework of what it means to be a servant of God. And a minister of the gospel of Christ. Every one of you are ministers. Praise God. Are you still here with me? I need you to catch this thing. Because it pains my heart that the church is where it is, that we walk the way we walk, and we think all of this thing belongs to one man, belongs to the pastor. No! It's for everyone. If you are Abraham's seed, then you are heir to return as well. Why? Because you have Christ within you. Through thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And if you have this seed, which is the Christ, then you are a blessing to other people. And everything, material things that you're looking for will definitely come your way. I'm saying you are going to be prosperous somebody. You are going to be blessed somebody. Your intimacy will bring things that you need to you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.